Welcome to another episode of the Peak Potential Success Show. My name is Fong Chua. I'm an entrepreneur, business strategist, real estate investor, speaker, and also best-selling author. And every single day, I help others unlock potentials and guide them to succeed. Today on the show, we have another fascinating guest on the show. We interview celebrities, entrepreneurs, business entrepreneurs, and of course, multimillionaires, athletes, and artists to find out their path to success, uh, how they overcome challenges and adversity, and of course, their keys to success. And today's guest is definitely somebody who could add some input into that because she is a two-time world champion champion fitness athlete. Um, I got a chance to see some of her stuff online and some of the workout she does is absolute killer. I mean, it's not easy. It's some of the toughest things that I've ever seen and it scares me to even try some of this stuff, but she is an absolute expert in this area. Uh, she, her mission is to help 1 million women transform their bodies, transform their lives, empowering them to live their best. And she's already done that with thousands and thousands of people from all over the world, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, she is one of those people that really loves to give back help help other communities and really help people increase their abilities to to live life to its fullest and really have that good body so that they're healthy and they're more energetic and they can impact more and more people. Uh, she is the author of the book, Business of Your Body. Uh, she is an incredible person. Can't wait to have uh, her here. So please welcome entrepreneur, fitness expert, author, motivational speaker, co-owner of Hitch Fit Gyms, Hitch Fit Online Personal Training and Rock Body Retreats, Ms. Diana Shalu Lessert. Wow, thank you so much. <laughs> well, that thanks for amazing. being here. And uh, you feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> excited to, to have you here because you're one of those people who's very, very active online. Uh, you have a lot of great videos on workouts. You have very informational, very uh, inspirational as well. Uh, you give up, give back to the community, lots of charity stuff. Uh, but really, you impact so many people. And I just want to find out your journey. Before you started becoming this person who's working with so many people, how did you get there? Yes, that's such a great question. And how it started for me was I had to go through my own transformation first. So several years ago, I was in a place physically, mentally, and emotionally where I was not healthy. I was I had a lot of really unhealthy eating habits. I was I was binge eating at night. I had gained almost 50 pounds. And it was like a, like a lot of women, I was just really frustrated with the scale going up and up. I was feeling a lot of stress. Um, and that was compounded by the, the scale going up and up. But I, I really felt trapped in these behaviors, these eating and exercise behaviors that I was, that I was, I, I was, I really felt like they controlled me. And it was, it was a hard time of my life. And it was one of those times where I had, I had big dreams and goals. And a lot of them had to do with the fitness industry. But I knew that the choices that I was making the path that I was headed on, I was never going to get to where I wanted to be. So I had to make a choice. And I luckily had a friend, um, I worked at a gym in this time, too. So I was trying to help others. But in the meantime, I had these behaviors going on in my own life, that I wasn't living the fit and healthy life lifestyle that I was trying to tell them to live. So I, I felt like a fraud. And I realized I had this, these just big butts, these big excuses that were holding me back. I had a big butt. <laughs> <laughs> and my, <laughs> 
And I had to figure out how to get myself on a new path. And for me, it happened kind of in an instant. A friend said, what are you waiting for? Because he knew I had these dreams and goals of, you know, I wanted to do the fitness competitions and all of that. So that's not what everybody's goal is going to be, but it's what was going to motivate me. And I just had this moment in my mind where I was like, I'm done. Like, I need to just, I need to start figuring out what I need to do to start working towards my goals. I started instead of devouring all that food, I started devouring knowledge and information so that I could figure out how to eat and what to eat and how to exercise to get my body to actually do what I wanted it to do. I hired myself a coach because I believe every coach needs a coach. Every person needs a coach for accountability. And my process started, it didn't happen overnight, but little by little, I changed my daily actions. I ended up losing 50 pounds. I ended up getting to do all of those things in the fitness world with the magazines and all of that fun stuff. But more importantly, I found this freedom. It was this freedom that came from the disciplined lifestyle that I had learned. And it opened the doorway for me to be able to help other people. It's how I met my husband, Micah. It's why we started Hitch Fit. So for me, it's a really personal thing of, I love love giving people back and I love taking them through their own transformation journey because I've been there myself and I know what it feels like to be on that side and I know what it feels like to be on this side and I just want more people to experience that same freedom that I've experienced. Wow, that's incredible. It's funny how uh, everybody who's successful has gone through that journey, has gone through the exact thing that they didn't like that they were challenged with and they overcome it. Now, for you, when you realize that you had to uh, reshape your mindset so that you're able to reach the goals that you wanted to reach, what are some of the biggest challenges? What are some of the biggest obstacles that you had to go, you know what, I need to rethink this so that I could overcome it? Yeah. And there's, there's, so there's three mindsets that I've identified that I had myself and that I think a lot of people struggle with. It's the, I call it the terrible twos, which is I'm too, maybe I'm too old or I'm too, mine was, I I love food too much. I can't change my eating habits. So I used to, I used to say that there's the, the big butts that I talked about earlier, which is just, I want to be fit and healthy, but I'm too busy. I want to be fit and healthy, but I travel all the time. I want to be fit and healthy, but I think I'm too old or my hormones have changed. And then there's uh, the I'm not, the I'm not strong enough to do this. I'm, I'm not healthy enough to even do this. And it's really just the stem of I'm not enough. And so for me, it was, I identified some of those. I, for sure, the big butts was one for me. I just had this big butt that was stopping me from doing what I needed to do. So the first thing I had to do was identify it. Mm -hmm. And so what I tell people to do is journaling is really great. And just letting the thoughts flow of what you're saying to yourself and what you're believing about yourself, because the things that you're telling yourself, that's what's going to manifest in your life. So it's journaling and just kind of taking a look and reading that and seeing what in here is actually thoughts and belief systems that will help me get where I want to be. And what is here is just holding me back. And it's thoughts that are keeping me stuck. So if you can identify those, and I even think it's a little bit of fake it till you make it. So for me, there was things I started saying to myself that I didn't even necessarily believe is true initially. But when I started repeating them to myself over and over, I am a fit and healthy person. I love eating healthy foods 
foods because of how it makes my body feel and how it makes me my body look and because of the life it gives me when I started transplanting those thoughts into my head that was how it started changing and the big one was what I was saying after I am because what we say after I am is what we become. And so I had to really start saying, I am a fit and healthy person. This is my identity. And once that was so solid in me, then every choice that I made in life followed after that. So that's what I would encourage people to do. Do that journaling, find out what you're saying after I am. And if there's anything holding you back, like just start working on transitioning those things and planting new, new thoughts. Mm-hmm. What was the What was the toughest food that you gave up on? Well, the thing is like, I love chips and it's not that I don't ever eat them. It's just, it's not my normal. So for me, it was just creating a new normal, but that doesn't mean that I don't have cheats. Like I, I love macaroni and cheese and I love chip, like uh, Micah will tell you, like, he's like, I'm a chip monster. So, but so if, so it's not that I don't eat those things still, but it's just, it's, it's in modification, it's in moderation and it's, it's not all the time. It's not part of my normal, but when I enjoy it, I don't feel guilt. I don't feel like, Oh, I got to go work out for three hours because I know what my normal is. And so I can have those things and then I get right back into my normal. And that just helps me. There's no stress involved. It's just, I can enjoy that, but then get right up back on track with being healthy and, you know, with the healthy choices that I like to make most of the time. Now, the fitness industry is a very, very competitive industry. There's so many people in there from like high-end celebrities who go, so you know what, I'm going to start a fitness program to people who have absolutely really no right to start a fitness program, to start a fitness program. They have all their videos online and all kinds of stuff. So how do you guys differentiate from everybody else? What makes you so special that people should come to you for advice to go through your training program? What makes you the the go-to fitness program? Well, HitchFit was one of the very first we were people we started HitchFit before people even knew what online personal training was. And so we have this foundation of between Micah and I, it's decades of experience of working with all different types of people. The one thing that has always separated us is how personal HitchFit is. A lot of what they have a lot of other coaches have out there is 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 instant downloads and you know, just plugging this in and it spits something out or sign up for this and then you're going to work with this other coach we have kept stuff personal so when people come to hitch fit they are working directly with myself and with micah so and that personal touch i think is why we have had such an incredibly high success rate is because we actually get to know people we actually get to know their stories and we actually get to walk with them through the challenges and help them overcome the obstacles mm-hmm. so that's what's really has set us apart is just is just keeping things extremely personal so that we can have the biggest impact for our clients mm-hmm. now you guys run one of the biggest personal training online uh platforms out there now the biggest thing with regards to exercising and training is accountability and if a person can't be held accountable one-on-one face-to-face live that's even tougher to do when you're in the virtual space so how do you hold your clients accountable for the goals that they've set or the goals that they want to achieve? Like, how do you do that when it's on an online space? Well, what we have our clients do is they, they, we ask them to send us their information, their, their updates every single week. And I want it, whether it's good or bad. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, I would so much rather people write and say, you know, 
I just, everything fell apart this week <laughs> and I fell off the wagon because I want to know that. And so we say, you have to check in every single week, whether it's good or bad, because that's, that's how we're going to be able to hold you accountable. And if it was bad, that's okay. Like that means we just have to figure out what went wrong, what went off track and how do we get back on track? Because what we don't want people doing is they had a bad week and therefore that just means like scrap it all. Like everybody's going to have bad weeks. So that's, I think the biggest piece is just being able to have someone that they can report to. They have to tell somebody what happened that week. Um, and then moving forward from there, how can we figure out strategies to do better if things went off track? And if it was a great week, what do we need to do so that we can stay right on that track? <laughs> now, for you, you work with so many different people, different body types, different backgrounds. Um, what are some of the most common reasons why people fail or fail to stay on the program? I think the number one reason that people, uh, I first off, I I think failure is just the only way you actually fail is if you just quit and stop trying. Cause sometimes people think if they had a bad week, that's failure. I don't really think that that is failure. I just think it's, it's feedback and we don't want to waste those moments of taking a look and seeing, Hey, what went wrong and what can I improve? So I actually get to where I want to be. So the only way you really fail is, is if you just completely quit and stop trying. Um, and I think probably the biggest reason is because a lot of people go into things without working on the mindset changes first, because without the shifts in the thoughts and the mindsets, um, then the long term of it is is it's not going to be sustainable and it's not going to last. So we live in a society now where um, a lot of times people just want quick fix, you know, fast losses. I don't want to have to work on anything up here. I just want to lose weight quickly. But the problem with that is then there was there was nothing that changed up here. And therefore, all the old habits just come right back in as soon as the diet is over or as soon as they messed up for a week and then, oh, well, it didn't work. So that's why we really try to stress that those mental shifts and start working on the mindset strategies, the clients that we've seen be the most successful, lose the weight and then keep it off. And it's years and years later, including myself, it's been 18 years for me. But the thing that is the difference that differentiates is that those were the people that went in and took a look at the mindsets and were willing to do the work to change them. Mm -hmm. Now, some of those mind tricks that I, I don't, I, I do a lot of mind tricks for myself to force myself to do certain things. What what do you do? So, uh, I know you mentioned some affirmations that you say to yourself. Do you have pictures on the wall? Do you have certain uh, passwords that you make sure that it says fit or uh, healthy or whatever that keeps that mind's eye focused on what they want? Well, when I very first started my transformation journey, like I was not a morning person and I hated getting <laughs> up early. And I I would literally tell myself, I love getting up in the morning and doing cardio and not that I couldn't have done it at a different time of the day, but I knew if I didn't get it done first thing, it probably wasn't going to get done. I would get busy. I'd procrastinate. So I knew that if I was going to be successful, I had to stop saying I hate morning cardio. And so I literally, even though I didn't feel it yet, I started saying, I love doing morning cardio. And the weird thing is like it, it actually worked because I would go to bed 
thinking, I can't wait to get up in the morning to do my cardio. And I just kept repeating this in my mind. And I actually got to a point where I loved it. And it became one of my favorite parts of the day because my mind was clear. I had so many ideas. There was no distractions at that time of the day. So for me, it was just planting those those new thoughts and then taking the actions to follow up on them. Um, the other thing that I did was I took my before pictures mm -hmm. and I had them, I put them next to my bedstand. They were on my bedstand. And so every morning when I would wake up, I would, oh, I don't know if I feel like getting up. And I would look over at that picture and I would be like, nope, I'm changing that. And so <laughs> I would get up. So it was a visual reminder, but then it was also working on the mindsets. Today, it is so, things are so ingrained as habits. I don't even, it's, it's been so long that it's just habits of, I, I just am on autopilot now, which is what I want people to get to is a point of just autopilot with it. So I don't even really need to do those things for myself anymore because it's just automatic. It's like, you get up, these are the things that you do. This is how you're going to have the most successful day and go. And then once you just do it so for so long, it's like, that's just the day. That's just the normal. Uh, for you, when you got to that, was there a, a special number that you wanted to hit that would tell you, I've made it. This is where I want to be. Or was it a, a feeling one day you go, you know what? I feel great now. I, I've made it. I got to where I want to be. Well, for me, I was doing fitness competition. So it was like, I got my body to a point that that wasn't where I was going to keep my body all the time. Like you get to that point just for, you know, for the stage. And so for me, it was being able to find what I call like my happy place or the place that I maintain. And once I got there and sustained that for a long time, that was that. And that's where I stay today. Like it's literally been 18 years of having just this, this happy place. Now, if we decide we want to do photo shoots and things like that, which I do, um, I just turned 46. So for me, I like to set a new challenge every single year. I like to kick things up a notch and push myself just to show women over 40, like you can still do this if you set your mind to it. But for me, the success was finding that sweet spot, that happy spot where I I was able to go and enjoy some things and Micah and I will go out to dinners. We're not exercising for three hours of day. You know, it's not that, but it's just this consistent discipline with my lifestyle that keeps my body in a place where I get to look in myself in the mirror in the morning. And I like what I see. I get to walk into my closet and I know that no matter what I put on, it's going to fit for women. Those things are really, that's freedom. There's such a freedom in being able to do that. And I'm also at 46. I'm not on any medications. I don't have, I don't have health issues, you know, and I know a lot of women that are in my age range, they're struggling with these things, hormone changes, you know, as I'm starting to go through those phases, the, the disciplines I've had in my lifestyle are actually making that process and those changes a lot easier for me and just making it so that's not as as big of a challenging phase to go through so that's what i hope to be able to teach other people too i know there's a lot of a um, lot of people who go through fitness training and and bodybuilding they go you know what just a little bit more just a little thinner just a little thinner or just a little bigger just a little bigger is there a a happy median usually for people to okay no you got to stop or else it's becoming unhealthy like how do you find that spot well i think I think, and that can definitely happen in this world. You know, I feel like I, I always approached the entire competition industry a little bit differently. Like 
I, it was for sure a competition against other people. Um, but I always kind of went into it just with my focus on how I wanted to feel and what I felt was my best. Like in shows, a lot of times people will go get feedback from judges afterwards. I literally never did that in the entire seven years. Cause I was like, Oh, I thought it looked pretty good. <laughs> you know? So it was, I think if you're in that world, you have to be careful of the mindsets because it can be taken to extremes when you're comparing yourself to other people. So I always just try to focus mostly on how I wanted to look and how I wanted to feel and a place that was good and healthy and sustainable too. And that's, that's how I found my own, my own sweet spot. And I, it's going to be a little bit different for every person. Um, for me, it's not, I don't have to be shredded all the time, but I also like to maintain a level of leanness and uh, a place in my body that, like I said, I can, I can do all of the things that I want to do and I can do them freely. And I don't have to worry about my body, not doing what I would like it to do. So I think it's, it, that's all goes back to mindset stuff too. And just making sure you have a healthy mindset to your, towards your body. Um, a lot of people struggle with those body dysmorphias and trying to compare themselves to everyone else. And comparison is really a joy stealer, I think. So I think it's like, if you just put that focus on where do I feel my best and it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. If I feel my best and I'm healthy and I'm strong and I'm living my best life, then, then that's the place I want to be regardless of when it, what anybody else is doing. That is a, that's a very, very healthy mindset. And for you to come out on top as a world champion with that mindset, that, that must feel even better. Because you weren't in the mindset of, hey, I'm comparing to all these people. I have to be bigger, smaller, whatever it is. You had the mindset of, I just want to feel good. I just want to look good, according to you. And you got the recognition of number one, regardless. So take us back to that, let's say the first competition you were at. How did you feel? What was that like for you? Was it was like scary beyond compare or were you comfortable? Oh, you know, what's really crazy that very, the very first show I ever did, and I had lost that 50 pounds. And I remember waking up that morning and it was, uh, it was, it was such a crazy feeling because I saw myself in a way I had never seen myself before. And regard, I did, I won that show, but if, regardless of if I had won the show or not, I was like, I, I, I thought I looked like fitness Barbie. I remember literally looking in the mirror and, be, and going, <gasps> I'm fitness Barbie. <laughs> and it was like, such, it was like such a cool feeling for me. But I tell you what, I really believe in the power of visualization and just visualizing, playing it out in your mind, what, what you want to achieve. I had visualized being on that stage so often. I had visualized what it was going to feel like to stand there. I just would practice and practice. I visualized even winning. And so when it happened, like it was, it was awesome, but it was almost like I had been there before because I had gone there so many times in my mind and I had played out what that was going to look like and what that was going to feel like. So oddly, it even though it was my first time doing something like that, I, I felt like I had been there before just because I had focused on it so much. Oh, wow. that is incredible. First time ever. And you take up, take, take home the crown. <laughs> <laughs> Your competitors was like, who's that? I ah, don't worry. That person's new. And they come up. With <laughs> um, for, for you, you, you work like, again, you work with so many different people. Is there pros and cons for whether a person works with a, a female trainer, a male trainer, is there different pros and cons benefits 
I think it's more a matter of who you connect with the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the people that I when I work mostly with women, like with Hitch Fit, Micah works with all of the men and I work with the majority of the women. So most of my clients now are in their 40s and 50s and 60s. They're going through hormonal changes and they want to work with someone that can understand those phases that they've gone through. And that someone that has worked with many other people that have gone through that have gone through those phases too. So I think it's more... I I think you can work with a male or a female. It's just who do you who do you feel connected with? Who do you trust? And making sure that it's a person that actually understands and knows what it is you're going for and how to tell you how to get there. And that's what we can do is we just help take that guesswork out for people because you know there's so much so much confusion in this world, and it's like we just want to take the guesswork out and help people get where they want to be. Have the two ever swapped? Just, just for a moment to say, okay, this person needs some bad cop like yelling at. We're gonna swap and have you yell at him and have you yell, yell at the person. <laughs> well, we're, we're neither of us are big yellers, but uh, yes, we actually have. Like, if someone is just, um, if if uh, if there's someone that's just a better fit for Micah's personality, or or some of some of the women, um, Micah's very short with his answers. I'm like very, you know, it's like a lot of conversation. I say more words than he does. And so the women that just want to express themselves a little more and share a little more, they're usually a better fit for me. So we don't have to do that too often, but there are definitely times where it's like, okay, this is going to just be someone that's going to communicate with you better. And there's never a problem. Our biggest thing is just making sure that they are with the person that is the best fit for them. So that's, it's never like a, uh, you know, we don't take offense at that at all. Awesome. Um, you you're also a published author. Uh, is it that that's two books now, right? I actually have five. Oh, you got five um, books now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, my latest is called Business of Your Body, and it's uh, for women and men actually that are are business leaders or entrepreneurs, executives, and we've worked with so many of these people over the years, and they have all of the disciplines that are helping them be successful in their business but they're not translating that over into their physical health and their fitness and the business of their body. So it's just a way to come in and teach those like high performing, you know, type a go for it. People like here is how you treat your body too. So that you actually achieve so much more success. It's so much better for stress relief, for mental health, emotional health, and physical health. So the whole point of business of your body is just to be able to help those 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 type A, those executives and uh, leaders of how do you also take care of your health so that you're even more successful in all of your business endeavors too. Mm-hmm. Now, in your uh, personal expertise and experience, what would you say a common person should implement into their lives on a daily basis, whether it's nutrition or if it's exercise, is there minimums? Are there certain things that they need to focus directly on or what is it? Well, if I could say two, the the number one is going to be nutrition because what you're putting in your body has just, it literally has the biggest impact and you'll never be able to out-train poor nutrition. So number one is nutrition. And we believe in a balanced approach of mostly, mostly whole foods, you know, and good fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. Um, if I can say a number two, it's strength training. I know people say exercise in general, but the benefits of strength training particularly and especially for women and especially women over 40, it is 
insane the amount of benefits that you'll get from strength training. And for someone beginning, I would say at least two days of the week for, for hitting the weights, get a coach if you don't know how to do it. But strength training has so many benefits that are, I are probably even better than most of the other exercise forms you can do. So like two days of, let's say you said 20 minutes, right? Two days of 20 minutes each. You, yeah, I mean, strength training. Yeah. Two, I mean, even if it's two days of, you could do 20 minutes, people that want to do more than that, 40 minutes, there's people who are more advanced that their strength training, you know, Micah strength trains six days of the week, mm. but he's advanced. So if you're, I would say at least two days of the week, be strength training. It's just going to improve muscle, your muscle mass, mm. bone strengthening. So great for stress relief and mental health. Um, so it's like, it's so, so important to have strength training and the weights be a part of your life. And, and you would say, so if one was to pick either two days of strength tra training or two days of cardio, strength tra training would overcome that for sure. hundred percent. And yep. why is that? Cause most people gravitate to running right away. I know. Yeah. And so the thing is, is with, with the weights, if you go and look at the studies, it's as, and uh, women, especially like they go and they run and they run, but that's not having a positive impact on their body composition. Mm -hmm. They might lose, but a lot of times they also lose a lot of lean body mass too. So strength training, especially as we age, the tendency is to lose lean body mass, but a lot of that can be prevented just by strength training and the loss in body mass is like one of the root causes of a lot of health issues as we get older. Um, so it's it's bone density. It is maintaining and even building lean body mass. When we hit those ages where normally you'd start um, regressing in the amount of body mass that you have, it's things like making sure you have flexibility, making sure that you have uh, higher energy levels, the strength to get up and down stairs, the strength to keep up with kids, um, depression and anxiety very positively impacted through strength training. Um, so it's, it's, it's literally, it's the fountain of youth. And it's like what I try to drill into people's minds. Cardio is great for your heart and your, and your lungs and not saying don't ever do cardio, but if you have to choose, choose the weights. And I just would highly promote everybody to be strength training as a regular part of, of their, of their routines. Now, you and Micah are our business owners. Uh, the two of you grown the business to a great success. So it's not just working on the business. It's not just working on the fitness side and the clients, but you actually have to go out there and promote. You have to go out there and post videos, uh, come up with funny videos that get, gets more people attention. Where does that creativity come from? Like, is that more your ideas, his ideas, collaboration? How do you how do you juggle that? I, it's a little bit of both of us. Michael loves that side of things. Like he's, so you see him on, like, I, I do my part, but he loves social media. He loves that, you know, he's walking around with the phone all, all day, like <laughs> doing videos of himself. Um, but we, we do it a little bit, both of us. And we like to take, give people a little glimpse of our personal life too, you know? And so we like the funny stuff. A lot of times is just organic, like something really funny happens and we're like, oh, we need to do that on video. So I, it's kind of a collaboration. He'll have ideas. I have ideas. He for sure loves that more than I do, but I also know it is really important for marketing our business. And so I, I, I'll do my part too. <laughs> so I'm guessing getting him to, to wear the Captain America suit was not a hard thing to do. He just went, you know what? I'm going to do it. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, I did have to push on that a little bit the very first time, but I'll tell you what, when he first, when he first dressed up like Captain America, we were in Vegas and I had this awesome Wonder Woman outfit. And I was like, we're totally just dressing up. We're going to go to Vegas and walk around. And he was like, what? And I was like, come on, just do this with me. And he resisted till we got out of the elevator and started walking through the lobby and people were like, Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> And then everything changed and he was like, oh yeah, I like this. And so now it's not hard at all. Like now he actually likes it, but it was a little resistance at first. <laughs> so it was your idea that made him. <laughs> it was totally my idea. <laughs> um, I, I know the two of you and, and yourself, you're very involved with giving back. Uh, there's lots of uh, places that you go to, you work with the younger kids, people who are less fortunate. Tell us more about that and how people can help out with that too. Yes, well, I have a heart for Haiti, and that has kind of been for, that started decades ago, actually, um, and I we, I had started sponsoring some children in Haiti, and then in 2012, I had the opportunity to go in person, and God had placed it on my heart that um, to sponsor a whole school of children in Haiti, and on that trip, the opportunity came up. There was literally a school, a new school of children that needed um, sponsors, and God spoke to my heart and said, these are your kids, and so I took on the whole school, and then when I saw Micah, cause he wasn't there, I was like, we have a whole school in Haiti. And he was like, well, I guess we better, guess we better start working more, <laughs> working harder. And, you know, it's been beautiful because the school has grown. Um, and we have had the chance to be a part of that growth. Uh, there was, there, there was a hundred children at the school. At one point, there's a lot of turmoil going on in Haiti. So there's a lot of things happening there now that we're, we're trying to help with, but, um, you know, it's been one of those things that I believe that when you're, when you're successful, I actually believe start giving before you're even successful because God will, God will bless that faithfulness, but to, to have the opportunity to have such an impact on this school. And it's been over a decade now that we've been able to support these children and make sure they're getting an education and make sure they're getting an opportunity to, to do something new and different with their lives. It's, it's really powerful and they're so beautiful. They're just the, just such beautiful human beings and just their spirits are so bright. And um, so that's something that is at the heart of what we do. It's kind of our big why is um, we don't have biological children, but we consider our school in Haiti to be, those are, those are our kids. Wow. And that's why we do a lot of what we do. Um, so it's a, there's a group called Mission E4. And so if anybody's interested in getting involved with giving back in Haiti, they're a great group to look into. Are people able to go to Haiti and go, oh, look, those are all the muscular kids. They must be able to search kids. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, man, you should have seen. When they met Micah for the first time, they were like, what is happening? <laughs> like, it was it was beautiful. He's got these pictures and they're hanging from, he's yeah. got like five kids hanging from each arm. And <laughs> um, For you, you went from uh, training, bodybuilding, and then you're you're more of a speaker, too. Uh, you're on stages, you're on platforms, you're running events now. Like, is speaking always something that you wanted to do? Yes. And it's kind of interesting I how it's all kind of coming to fruition in this in this stage of life. I, I had a I had a, a vision uh, probably 15 ish years ago, 15 or 16 years ago. And it was kind of uh, I was actually at a conference and and God kind of just gave me this vision of and I was walking up onto this stage and I was like, whoa, like, what was that? And I knew it wasn't me then. I knew it was me like sometime 
in the future. And, and I always held on to that. I've always thought like, I don't know when that is like, when is that time going to be revealed? And then in the last couple of years, the things that have been falling into place and it's like, God's just basically been like, it's the time, like it's, it's time to get up and go and tell the messages. So, um, I'm doing a lot of speaking, but um, also hosting our very own conference in January in Tampa called the Lean and Level Up Conference. And it's it's going to be extremely powerful and just so many stories of people leaning into the hardships and challenges they faced in their lives and then providing the audience with the tools that they use to come out of those things and level up in life. So it's a big step just to be hosting our own conference, but it's also something I felt very called and very strong, like it's time to do it. And so we're excited to see the impact that it has. Was your first speaking engagement as scary as your first uh, fitness competition or pretty much the same? Or or you knocked that out of the park too? <laughs> <laughs> you just went up there, it, you did I your talk it and it was inspirational. Everybody loved it. No problems whatsoever. No, not scared at all. I think there was probably there probably was more fear because on the fitness stage I didn't actually have to say anything. <laughs> so there was probably there was probably fear but I not a I can't do this fear more of an excited and excited fear and I think it's one of those things the more you do it I always think the best way to get over fear is exposure. So the more you do it, the more comfortable you get doing it and the better you get at it too. So Is there anything today that still scares you? Oh yeah. But I figure I'm always like, like the conference scares me a little bit. I've never done, I've never run my own huge conference. before. So, but it, again, it's just one of those things where if I, if, if God tells me to do something, I just step into it and I just, I trust that the, the pieces are going to fall into place and they are. And, and I always just think if I'm scared of something, that means I better go do it because as soon as I do it, then I'm not afraid of doing it anymore. And we also had a lot of experience. We ran fitness events for years. So even though there's some unknowns with this, I also feel a little bit of familiarity because, because it, we, we put together and hosted uh, events here in Kansas city for, for like six years. So there's, so it's not totally new territory as far as that, but um I'd, I'd say fear more fear excitement level of mm. fear than than terrifying <laughs> it's just more people just longer days that's all yeah no problem <laughs> <laughs> so uh we'll, we'll wrap up here you're you're on that stage and you're about to deliver one of the most important messages that you've ever wanted to deliver what message would that be how big is your butt <laughs> 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 that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about how big is your butt mm -hmm. and how is that butt holding you back and how are you going to eliminate that butt so that you can step forward and live your healthiest life. Awesome. You know what? I'm <laughs> going to have to give you an award because that's the most anybody have said the word butt on this show. And <laughs> figuratively, literally, whatever it is, it's the word butt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so before I let you go, I got five quick questions for you. Rapid fire. Give me the first thing that comes to mind. All right. Um, on a strand, strand on the dessert island and you get to eat one food for the rest of your life. No consequence. So you'll still be rock hard. What would that be? Chips. Awesome. I kind of <laughs> guessed that. <laughs> um, Monopoly calls and says, Hey, we, we love your story. It's an amazing journey. We would love to make a Monopoly game of you. What would you choose to be your five main kind of iconic things that people could choose to be their playing pieces? 
Oh, playing pieces. Okay. Let's see. A dumbbell. Uh like a flexing person. <laughs> um, maybe a microphone mm -hmm. for speaking. Um, a Bible. And a heart. Hollywood calls and goes, hey, we love your story. We would love to jump on this bandwagon and, and do a biopic of you. Who would you love to play you? Oh, boy. Uh, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot <laughs> shows up at your door and goes, hey, I got casted. Um, let's get to know each other. You're going to take her out for the night. What is the most amazing night that you're going to have with Gal Gadot? Including oh. what do you do? And then also ending with a a meal that you prepare for. Oh, boy. Well, I go to bed pretty early, so it's going to have to be an early night. But <laughs> I would probably I would probably take her. Well, we'll take her for a tour of Kansas City. We'll take her over to the gym and go through an awesome Wonder Woman workout with her. <laughs> um, and then, well, if we're going to have a cheat meal, I guess I would probably there's a restaurant here in town that we love and I would probably take her there. They have really great seafood and maybe we could have some salmon or some sea bass and something healthy and just really take some time to chat and get to know each other. Awesome. Um, road trip. You're stuck on this road trip for hours on end. And for some reason, there's only one song that keeps on playing. What's that <laughs> one song that you don't mind listening to? Okay, let's see. We are the champions. <laughs> Great choice. And my final question before I get there, give me a number from one, two, three, four, five, six, one to seven. Uh, three. One, two, three. So if you had to relate success to a sweater, how is success like a sweater? How is success like a sweater? Well, if you're making, if you're, if you're knitting a sweater, you have to do it. You have to do it one, one little stitch at a time. And so I think that's what success is. It's, it's going to, you're going to create this beautiful thing, but it's going to take one little stitch, stitch and one little step at a time for it to get there. I see that. And so that's how <laughs> success is like sweater. And honestly, it's okay if one's longer than the other. It's okay. It's all good. That's right. It's okay. <laughs> uh, any final words from you? And also, what's the best way for people to reach out for the courses, the books, the 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 fitness programs, all that great stuff? Well, I would just say if anybody is watching this and you are wanting just help with that confusion that can come around the world of weight loss, I would love to help whether it's your your first time um, thinking about weight loss or lifting weights or you're advanced and just want to get to a new level. Um, I'm, I'm happy to help. And the best way to reach me is at hitchfit.com. And if you'd like a free gift, you can go to hitchfit.com slash free gift. And there's a little download there to get people started. Awesome. And any final words that you want to share? Don't forget to flex and smile. <laughs> I see that. I was I was expecting a, a final butt from you, but that's, that's perfect. <laughs> um, thank you once again. This time has been very, very enjoyable. Got to learn some stuff from you as well. Uh, for everybody else, make sure you connect with Diana here. Uh, watch some of those videos. Uh, soon you'll be able to do all that stuff too that they do and you'll be uh, flexing with with a great big smile like they do so uh, make sure you connect with her and until next time she's Diana my name is Fong Chua and today is the day to lock your peak potential we'll see you later